Welcome to What's Cooking in Hell's Kitchen, the officially unofficial podcast for Daredevil on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm the man in the box. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 10, A-Rod. entitled <laughs> A-Rod, entitled The Man in the Box. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I Man, I thought last episode was good, and this mm-hmm. one just built on that success. Yeah, um, for sure. It the... You know, I've kind of been on the fence about Dionfrio's Kingpin, especially last season. Like, I thought there was glimpses of brilliance in it, but I was kind of mud- muddied about his motivations in that. Uh-huh. I felt like he's a monster in this episode. And yeah, I-, I saw some people in the forum were like, oh, man, when Matt started talking about Vanessa, we knew. Was- but I'm like, when he grabbed Daredevil and shook him like a rag doll, it was shocking to me. Yeah, it. He so I was thinking the whole time like oh these chains can't possibly hold this guy yeah like if there's one person I believe can bust out of chains in this universe it's Wilson Fisk yeah uh, guy that can bench press 500 pounds and yeah. do reps of it sure but I almost expected as Matt was delivering that those lines about Vanessa for him to kind of be at a loss as as to what to do here yeah uh, not to bust out of his chains grab him by his shirt. And threaten the shit out of it smash his head on the table multiple yeah, times yeah uh that was an amazing scene and vincent d'onofrio or whatever his name is fucking amazing in that scene he is and terrifying he, he looks like a house yeah i mean he's so fucking big and they when they frame him at the end where he's just sitting after matt leaves and he's just sitting there alone at the table he's just dwarfing the chair. I, uh-huh. I would believe that they maybe shrunk everything down like eighty percent or no twenty percent just <laughs> Lord to sell of the, the style. Yeah, yeah, just to sell the illusion because uh-huh. he just is terrifying. He is, and uh, I like if people were saying, uh, and some other feedback we got was that Daredevil held back because he didn't want to reveal that he was Daredevil. I don't know. I think mm. that once the Kingpin got a hold of him, it was pretty much he couldn't do his butterfly. Yeah, I mean, obviously he can't bust out and go super kung fu, but I don't right. know that he, he could have gotten out of that situation. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I don't know that he was holding back. I think he got his head bashed in a few times yeah, yeah. and was a little dazed. He did. I mean... Charlie Cox really sold that as like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I've got some head trauma. I didn't expect to get flounced on the table five, six times. Can I say something that might be a little controversial? Sure. I think this is better than Vincent D'Onofrio's performance in Full Metal Jacket. Huh. I think this scene, as compared to like the, you know, the climactic scene sure. in Full Metal Jacket for him, this is better. It's a hell of a lot harder to pull off. Like, most of his performance in that was, okay. was uh, you know, taking his simpleton performance and adding the trademark Kubrick snarl. Right. Uh, and but. I didn't... So, in Full Metal Jacket, like, there's something about the delivery of those lines. And I think we recently did a commission podcast on this. Sure. And I feel like... Expression your mind. I might have... I might have said this on that podcast, but I can't remember. Uh-huh. I felt like his delivery on that was slightly off. Like, it mm-hmm. was a little too... Uh, dramatic, sure. I guess, <laughs> even sure. though it's a very dramatic moment. But here, I felt like he just hit all the notes perfectly. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's just amazing. Um, he does the quiet moments where he's scheming and talking to his lawyer. He does this big moment where you think he's kind of cowed or what's he going to do, and he just comes out and thrashes. I, it's Yeah, it's pretty good. And that was... You know, he had already set the bar pretty high with his dealings with the Punisher in a previous episode. Right. So 
Yeah, this was, I mean, the, this one-two punch of 9 and 10, mm-hmm. I think, is the best of this season. Oh, yeah. I think easily. And, I mean, if you're, like, and and if you're just judging by fight sequences, yeah, I mean, it's still hard to top the thing that happened in 3 or 4 or whatever the... I think it was 3, yeah. There's been a lot of great fight sequences this this uh, mm-hmm. year, but I, I really like the Electra... Uh, random French dude throw down in the right. airport too. Like that was a hard hitting, brutal fight. Why? Hmm. Okay. And it was believable too. Because sometimes when I see it a was. wakey girl throwing people around, I'm like, ah, what the fuck? But the way she, it was emphasizing her speed and her agility. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, it's great. She does a couple of kicks that send the guy kind of skidding for a little bit farther than he might have in sure. real life, but. But, you know, you know there's still a comic book show. Right. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I have a lot of questions, uh, you know, plot-wise and, and I some too. of that stuff. But do you, uh, like, questions like uh, – I got questions, but I think they're questions I'm supposed to be asking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they're bad questions. Because ask, the but. other thing is I feel like that they introduced a creep factor with these, you know, kids caged up and having their blood drained. But the end result of them being, like you mentioned during the, the watch, the children in the corn style. Yeah. Pretty pretty good payoff, too. And it, you're just – creepy. Cliffhanger is great because you're like – how the hell, when you see just all the grapple hooks hitching on, and there's just swarms of ninjas coming up, General uh, Metro General? I mean, how does Daredevil stop that? Hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe Foggy will help him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they and then they put Foggy in the middle, like, and he's kind of yeah. seeing what is going on here too. Um, and you know, Claire's there as well. Uh, Punisher's out in the wind. He's got Karen. I wonder if somehow. You're going to see a lot of the Punisher mowing down ninjas next episode because I otherwise it just seems like Matt's going to get his ass kicked, hardcore. Maybe I mean I didn't see Nobu in that crowd, but I don't know how badass these ninjas are. We've There's seen a lot him of... defeat several of them, but that was usually with Electra, yeah, with somebody by his side. What was that the the quote that Napoleon has? Um, Quantity is a quality all its own. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> So yeah, maybe Matt has doesn't have a problem with five random mook ninjas, but fifty? Eh, that's a lot. Well, there, I only saw like seven. Dude, that, that final scene where like there's like three or four to a line. There's at least twenty. And really? I, yeah, I felt like it huh. was, they were just swarming over the sides of the hospital. Okay, for me it didn't feel like that. It felt like a ninja task force. Okay, if to... it's half dozen, then but my memory is that uh, yeah, they're they're definitely sending three four times that okay um and then like you know you just keep that that's that great scene where the kids are looking out over the window and you see line after line attaching it's like (laughs) oh man Um, yeah uh should we talk about this in a little bit of detail sure sure uh so daredevil you know he's in i i like that they brought mahoney back into this uh, sergeant mahoney and he stresses that we got to get these guys to a place that's secure and secret, so he recommends taking him to Claire, who apparently there's a whole floor of the hospital that's shut down for remodeling, and okay. she reopens that impromptu to, uh, you know, house these people. And right. both her and Mahoney are like, we can't tell anyone about this. But there's, like, dozens of medical personnel up there, too. Like, our, our, I don't know. just and, and the fact that they find them out at the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's because they're able to home in on these children of the corn, or I don't know? Is there I'm someone not, on the inside? I couldn't tell you exactly what's going on with these kids yet. 
They're pumped full of eight exotic chemicals mm-hmm. that confound spectral analysis, I guess. That look like an X-Files episode. Yeah, and that they're actually using their bodies as uh, essentially farms to breed more of this chem- these chemicals. I mean, this is all... It's conjecture from a character who doesn't really know. But from what we know about the black skies and the resurrection technology and the black mm-hmm. coffin, it looks like that this is some kind of ninja black magic. Right. Not Shinobi style, more like, uh, you know, warlock magic. And I think her her hypothesis that these are incubation drugs of some kind are is not right on. Um, it may have a dual purpose, but clearly there's some kind of mind control going Seems on here, like too. It. So maybe the drugs participate in that, or maybe that's just ninja magic. I don't well, know. Well, and the, I feel like the, the people were behaving differently, because when they first arrived, they're all moaning and saying, help us, and... Yeah. Seemed like they had their free will, but then the hospital, they're all just, yeah. Hmm. You said mind control, I think, is a good, it seems like they're all moving as one. Yeah. They're killing, butchering their parents. Classic mind control symptoms. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, they've distilled something from Kilgrave. Maybe. Uh, There's also, like, the fact that that their fingerprints were cut off or burnt off. Can I ask you in this opening scene why Daredevil lies to Mahoney? You said his name is. I think that's. I his can't name. stop thinking about Police Academy when you say that. But uh, why he lies to him about not finding anybody downstairs? Is he trying to protect him? Like, look, the cops can't handle this shit. This is too much. I'm yeah, gonna keep them out of yeah, it. Yeah, he says like, "Who are we looking for?" It's like I don't know for sure, but you can start the yakuza. And right. you could tell that the cop was like, "Oh shit, you could, that that's something I don't really want to mess with." So I guess if there's a level above that, <laughs> uh-huh. I I don't know, I don't know. I, I guess yeah, you're right. He doesn't want to put them in harm's way. Okay, I can't send you off on a black magic ninja. Yeah, that's immoral. Uh, how how would the police deal with black magic ninjas? I don't. I think they uh, they they just wouldn't. They'd get killed. Yeah, they would okay. end up getting. They'd turn into blood bags. Um. I don't know. There's also the great moment where the Punisher finds out that, uh, or I'm sorry, the Daredevil finds out the Punisher's out. And I thought this was interesting that this whole episode deals with Matt's moral and ethical framework crumbling. Right. Like he's rigidly adhered to these rules and thought he had won, but he found that the Punisher is now let go. The man he thought was dead is still alive and leading this unholy thing in his city. And mm-hmm. that the kingpin is 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 still running a criminal underground enterprise in the prison that he himself put him in. Right, and there's nowhere else for him to turn. Being, yeah, being the daredevil and all. And he does seem like his reaction to that is to withdraw further into the daredevil hole. And like, right. I'm not even going to pretend to be Matt anymore. It's no family, no friends, no law. It's just me. It's just I'm the daredevil, and I guess I'm gonna. This is my life now. Yeah, Can't even and- drink coffee. <laughs> right. I mean, talking about that scene for a minute, he, Claire is talking a lot of sense here, right? You you need some kind of connection to the city to be able to protect the city sure. and, and keep it safe. And Daredevil seems to be withdrawing from all of that and turning, honestly, more toward the Punisher side of things. Like, he is questioning, how do I get the job done when I don't have the tools to stop these things from popping back up? Sure. Which, you know, his Punisher's entire thesis. That was his whole whack-a-mole versus putting him in the ground philosophy. Yeah. So it seems like he's being smacked in the face with that, and he is not... He's not even able to come to a decision about that, right? Yeah. He's, like you said, he's a a landed fish here. He has no idea what to do. Do you think it's weird that they keep citing Matt's Catholicism for the fact that he won't take anything stronger than... 
uh, aspirin and coffee. It's like, do they think the Catholics are Mormons? Did they get their research mis- mixed up? Because I don't. I Claire don't gives him. She says, "You got broken ribs. You could probably tell you. You could probably tell uh, people what broken ribs feel like. <laughs> they suck. Uh, could you fight multiple ninjas with broken ribs? Definitely not. But I couldn't fight." A single ninja anyway. <laughs> With intact so, ribs. Yeah. But she offers him Catholic, or, uh, Catholic codeine or what? It's, it's Catholic codeine. That's what she said. It's like, this is the cat. This, this is the Catholic Oxycontin. It's too aspirin. I'm like, Catholics take narcotics, don't they? Sure. When sure. prescribed by a doctor? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, they're not Mennonites. Like, maybe they're... if he's a super strict Catholic and she's just pres- prescribing him birth control, he would balk. Right. Uh, or advising him to wear a condom, but uh-huh. aspirin and coffee, I feel like, are allowed. Like, if, if who the, the prescri- hell doesn't drink coffee on a cold rooftop? Right. If the prescription was denying the Holy Trinity, I think maybe he <laughs> yeah. would. He might not go there. But yeah, you're right. I don't know why he refuses drugs. You, you gotta, you, you gotta deny the blood of Christ and call me in the morning. Uh, no, I think that would be a problem. But yeah, I, that, I thought this was weird. Yeah, that is strange. I want to talk about. Foggy and Karen being uh, summoned to the courthouse by the DA, and okay. Matt arrives shortly thereafter and try and perpetrates like he can't see Karen, which I thought was a nice touch. And yeah. they just have extremely awkward interactions, as they should. And I'm like, is Matt kind of like, you know, my assassin girlfriend didn't work out, so hey. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's like. Uh, Sometimes it's frustrating when people just don't talk. But on the other hand, right. I understand how they left things and how they didn't choose to be back together now. This was summoned by an official. And and there's also, you know, that's never a good thing when the cops say, come with us. You need uh-huh. to talk to district attorney. So I guess I'll, I'll allow it. And, I mean, he's trying to distance himself from these people as sure. well, right? He's not giving her anything e- either. Yeah, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense here, both his, his interactions with Karen and Foggy. Okay. Uh, so uh, but, the... and, and I like Foggy's interactions with him, you know, he's after he gets shot sure. in the shoulder and everything, he's out in the, the ambulance. He's not being passive-aggressive with Matt, he's being very aggressive and telling him, look, fuck you, I don't like the things you're doing, but he's powerless to, to yeah, do Matt anything about it, set, right? set the terms of the relationship last episode, which yeah. are, I'm done apologizing and we don't have a relationship. Right. Um, I, speaking of the circumstances that got him shot in the shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, they go in to see Rias, 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 whatever. Uh, I'm not going to have to ever to say her name again. She's all dressed down. She's in sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and she's distraught. Mm-hmm. And she essentially confesses to the whole blacksmith sting and the fact that her root cause of failure was that. They got the intelligence. This deal was going down in a park. They didn't want to clear the park because. Obviously, you go to a public park, and there's nobody there but the criminals. That right. seems suspicious. Central Park, and you know we got everyone got gunned down, like we know. Uh, I gotta yeah. say that I thought they, while I thought the Reyes, the character, the actor, mm-hmm. has been fine this whole season. I thought when she's trying to be contrite and sad, she was terrible. Hmm. I didn't believe any of her performance at all. To the extent that the first time I watched this episode, I was wondering if this was supposed to be crocodile tears, that she Uh was going to somehow, I don't know, disarm Matt and Foggy and Karen with this routine and get him to do something they don't want to do. And then the gunfire erupted, and I'm like, oh, shit, I guess she's just bad at emoting. Yeah. Uh, At at this particular type of emoting. 
Right. I wasn't really feeling it totally either, but I, I think she's been good otherwise. Yeah, I mean, like, she's like really said. good at the cast iron, you know. It seems like she needs to be in, like, NCIS or sure. CSI or something, or Law and Order. Yeah, she's like a slightly lightweight version of CCH Pounder. Okay. She's ready to call right. your ass and get your ass in, in his office, and she's, uh, she's really good in that gear, but anything else... Could she handle Vic off. Mackey? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. She, no, no. Vic <laughs> Ma- the round mound of police brutality would just <laughs> roll right over her. Yeah. Um... But sh- so there's a lot of things. So there's a photocopy of the Punisher skull in her daughter's backpack. Uh, everyone gets gunned down. Karen throughout this episode states that sh- this isn't that she doesn't believe that the Punisher would do this, but she cites it's not his M.O. And I'm like, no, I saw the hit on the Irish mob. Right. This is she's like, it's got no control. It's un-. and I'm like, no, this, this is exactly what happened. He just there. hoses down a building with bullets. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know where she's coming from, although I was on her side about not jumping to the conclusion that this was Frank because there's no. actually no evidence for that yet. I figured but it certainly matches his MO. And yeah. and here's the thing, Frank himself is a copycat, right? Okay. Well, here so here K- kind of, kind so, of. So, so, here, so to imagine there are Frank copycats out there? Oh yeah. It's not surprising. A devil worshipper worshipper? Right. Yeah. Uh Punisher pal. I think that you know, I had this theory that these, these black suit guys were some elite government cover-up agency. Okay. And then they kind of were inept at chasing Karen. And then, you know, I, I and then I'm like, okay, well, these the suits were just people working for the DA's office. If yeah. this isn't the Punisher, which we know it's not because he foils an attempt on Karen's life later. Uh-huh. This is looking more and more like a cleanup operation. Oh, The only reason he who? killed the DA... And the Emmy and Karen, as you're trying to, it's got to be. I'm ba- I'm back onto the black suited government, high mookie mook NSA CIA types. Oh, you don't think it's the Black Sabbath? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think Ozzy's uh, up to it. His it's, brain's so too far. You don't gone. think it's the blacksmith? Um, or potentially even Wilson Fisk setting Frank up. Well, for that's some the thing. Reason, I, I don't like. Is, is the blacksmith some kind of like? Because you know that's in real life. The CIA has been involved in drug operations in South America and other places, right? And when needs of national security, whatever. So is the blacksmith like some kind of shadow thing that's set up for some CIA purposes? I I don't know. Okay. But it's like I'm confused because I feel like this show has asked me to look through – has invited me to look through both ends of a telescope and then told me the view's the same. I'm like, wait a second. If this is a top-down, super-secret government conspiracy, then I would expect a whole lot more competency top to bottom. Right. You know, if it's just a local DA uh, – if it's just a local DA cover-up, then why the hell is Rhea's being taken out and the Emmy and Karen? Like, that doesn't, you know... So, w- what if it's... What if it's Combination? Both, uh, yeah, what if it's both... So, the black-suited guys are Rhea's guys, right? Trying to keep Karen from the information about her cover-up stuff. Yeah. Um, And then the blacksmith has his own operation, which is killing Rhea's and whatever, to to cover up the fact that he even exists. That could be. But I'm, then I'm like, I'm living in a world where the CIA would go to a DA and say, you got to keep the lid on this thing. We're going to trust you to do that and why we go off and do our mm. own bigger thing mm. rather than just running it all themselves. I don't know. There's something that's not quite connecting there with me. But I'm back on to the men in black theory. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't know who's behind this shooting. I think there are... Uh, 
few possible suspects, which we kind of outlined, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, probably the. I mean, probably the blacksmith. Hmm. Yeah. Blacksmith is, or so, Fisk. I'm so not talk sure about yet. Fisk, because you mentioned Fisk as, and I'm like, why? What's right. the motivation? Because it's like, oh, well, the frame castle. I'm like, he's already the most right. wanted man in, in New York City. You don't need to give the cops other reasons to go after him. And that's the question I still have. But I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know why. Uh, that is a good question, but I wouldn't put it past Fisk as having some, you know, big ultimate plan that we don't understand yet. Yeah. Uh, master plan, whatever. I mean, we know he was working with Nobu, but Nobu wasn't sharing his overall plan. So I guess right. Fisk could be working with the blacksmith and be ignorant of how all that rubber hit the road. Um, I don't know, because it seems like unless Fisk was just lying to us... Uh, his goal is to just have the Punisher going out there and eliminate every bad guy or any anything. Seems like the it, more yeah. chaos he causes, the the weaker New York is going to be, and the easier it will be for him to take over. Yeah, and I don't know why Frank would or, or why Fisk would immediately want Frank back on the hit list. Like, yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, who knows? We already talked about Matt's trip to prison for the Kingpin. There's a lot of nice touches in this. The Braille. Non-disclosure agreement, all the rules he's under. Yeah, um, the fact that Kingpin was just playing essentially dumb, and until Matt got fed up with the bullshit line and then laid it all on about Vanessa, uh-huh. um, which really set him off. Yeah, um, does this make Matt's decision to keep Karen and Foggy at a distance any more justified to you? I don't know because it doesn't seem there's anything he can do to save Foggy. Right. Because he got fought was uh, Peabody. I mean, he's got his middle name. He's he right. Is, this is what he's trying to prevent by distancing Foggy, right? But well, it's already happened. It's he's also that, doing it for selfish reasons. Like I'm the Daredevil. That's just what I do. Yeah, go yeah, away. yeah. But the, the shutting Foggy out is and Karen out is more about protecting them. But in Foggy's is, yeah. case, like the the Pandora's box has been opened. Right. Uh, Kingpin gets out of the prison. He's going to dedicate his life to destroying Foggies. So how and how I, does Matt combat this? I mean, I think Kingpin could get this done even from prison. I know, I know. And you can't put him in the double prison. Like it's not a thing that happens. No double secret prison yeah. probation. Do you? So I also think that when he says, "I I tell Mr. Donovan that I want Mr. Murdoch's files." Mm-hmm. Do you? I don't think he suspects that he's Daredevil yet. Yeah, but I think he's going to go through these files and start putting things together. Okay, and then the you know you you you'll the fight will go they'll be on because you got a kingpin who yeah. I understand he was like a lot of his assets are frozen or seasoned or whatever, but it seems like he's making a lot of money out of this prison racket now to where money is no longer something that's that's worrying him. Yeah, and you know Matt's fighting him with six dollar postage and he's got unlimited. <laughs> underworld funds that's that's not a great that's not a great uh, fight yeah it's a slaughter uh wh- whose files are these are these fisk's files are these government files on I, Murdoch? Ma- I they... don't know like has he got uh, detailed files he collected from last season like just anything he can get his hands on right did he just go to like the white and pay 20 bucks for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. backtrace his phone number sure and, yeah. sure i don't i don't know <laughs> uh but the line about uh you know, you're worried about the devastation Frank Castle will wreak upon the city. Just wait. And Matt leaves that shaken in every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> shaken like a, a baby, shaken emotionally, uh, his <laughs> ethics and moral foundation, everything. 
what do you think of Karen? I, I really like Karen, and I can't still haven't had this editor's name, the editor of the newspaper. I love their interactions because they uh, kind of bring up the damsel in distress. Hmm, like, okay. you know, the kid, like Karen's like saying, like, this is bullshit. You wouldn't treat like, you know, Matt said that to her uh, and she, they, you know, the show kind of acknowledged it and gave a good reason why. Well, you know, maybe, you know, if I sent Foggy after the Punisher, I'd have him have backup, too. And then the editor is like, yeah, you know, she's like, you wouldn't have done this to Ben. He's like, yeah, you're right. And I'll never make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. I thought those are pretty smart, especially since um, shoot, I can't remember the listener. Um Someone sent me a whole bunch of, and you can see it on the forums too. He started a thread about it, but a whole bunch of like uh, Silver Age Daredevil comics where the sexism towards Karen Page is <laughs> off the fucking charts. I can imagine. Like yeah. you know, uh, it's there's once why you'll see like someone that puts a, cl- a clip of Superman turning a woman over his knee and spanking her because she was. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, man. There's some fucked what? up shit. Well, I mean, this it's it. I want to say it's fucked up shit in the comics, but it, comics, but it's fucked up shit in society that's reflected in the popular culture that is the well, comics. Well, I mean, that's just generally fucked up. Why would Superman spank anybody? Because she, man, she, woman, she child, getting, she's getting lippy on him. And, A literal and, and, spanking. And, yeah, over his knee and spank, super spanking. <laughs> I'm, I'm like. I mean, Google, if anybody can deliver Google a spanking. Superman spanks woman. I guarantee it'll be the top image that's result. Insane. Um. So yeah. Uh, I, I think it's 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 nice that they address that since apparently yeah. uh you know in the sixties and seventies it was quite the problem. Uh yeah, just crazy. Him and Matt Matt and Foggy and Karen, like the shit they say to each other. And it also yeah. like there was a lot of rampant like ableism, like she just feeling so sorry for he being blind and oh a man this good looking, it's just a crime that he's blind. Like what? Right. What? Uh anyway, I want to talk touch on that. Okay. Uh, do we want to say anything about Electra arriving at the private airport? Oh, I guess we do need to say something, which is yes. I want to talk about the fight scene a little bit. Talk about the fight scene, and then the reveal that it's Stick, not right. the hand that, that sent. Uh, why is Stick wanting her dead now? Why is Stick sending assassins? Do it yourself, man. Yeah, I mean, he said he wanted to get the. I didn't know that he. I don't understand his motivation for. Although, hmm. if I'm the hand. And I'm going to send an assassin. The thing to do would be to say I'm from Stick, because then you're sowing discord amongst your enemies. That's true. That'd be the, yeah. that'd be a great hand. That'd be a great ninja thing to do. Yeah, get the upper hand, if you yes. will. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that fight scene, though. It's it's great. I was looking for the uh, corn cob handles on those sai when uh-huh. she stabs him through both sides. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he just got skewered like a cob. Yep. Uh, you know that's uh, you probably don't know this, but that's hmm. like Electra's signature weapon. Uh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, that's like okay. Matt's. Uh, did she just claim her signature weapon? Is I she gonna think use so. These? I think. I mean, I I don't know. It could it could go either way. This MCU stuff that could be just a wink to the fanboys, and we never see him again. Right. Or it could be that now she's got these size, and it's going to be side nonstop. Okay. Uh, I'd be fine with that. Same here. You know, if that's her weapon, let her have it. Uh, the other thing about that. Uh, about some shots, which there are a lot of really cool shots in that, like some some good takes, um, where you get a lot of a lot of action before they cut away, mm-hmm. um, and the the choreography is real good in that scene. What, I even like the setup, the kind of the flirtatious nature of the, the right. build up of that. They're really kind of like, where the fuck is this going? Yeah, I, I this is I I don't know if this is how high powered rich 
people talk to each other and uh-huh. flirt, but oh my god, it's overt. Yeah, I mean, it's just like basically he walks up and says, "So we're gonna fuck tonight, right?" <laughs> like, well, I mean, if it, you're good looking and rich, I imagine that's a pitch that works a lot. It, really, with other good looking rich people who can have anyone they want, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe it does, but I'm not know. part of that society, and it feels real weird to me. I mean, I just it's crazy to think that, like, you know, yeah, the, the sexy talk, I don't know, and the flirting and the fighting, of course, but the private airport, that's pretty much how it is. Fuck your security. Fuck your first class. You know, cocktail martini. It's like you just, just drive right up to the plane. That's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to travel. Yeah. That's like some caster troy face-off shit yeah the 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 wealthiest people on this planet don't live the same lives that we live that's true that is true it's a completely different existence uh speaking of planes there Mm. there's a shot at the courthouse overhead of a slow-mo helicopter shot oh yeah helicopter blades look slow-mo helicopter shots look ridiculous yeah like you you can't tell that the people on the ground are moving in slow motion but the blades on the helicopter don't look like they can hold up the helicopter that's crazy and it's not like that effect where you just get them spinning so fast that you can... It, you know, it might be. I thought it was a slow-mo shot. Because which... there's no way, because those things are, I think, a, a like a rotation on a helicopter is like 600 RPMs. So like, right. you're, there's no way they're doing 600 frames per second. That's not that slow-mo. Even if they were, the blade would go around once per second, and it was going. Well, that's what I'm than saying. That. I wonder, like that, that if it's just the fact that the blades are spinning like five, six times faster, but it's synchronizing with the frame, so it looks Maybe. like it's spinning slower. I Maybe don't know. It's a combo of the two effects. It always it amazes me when I'm watching a car go down the road with a certain type of spoke arrangement. Yes, and the wheels start looking like they go backwards. I'm like, how yeah. the fuck is this happening? It's real weird. Get looking. it straight, brain. Um, nope. but no, that's, that's pretty cool. Helicopters are devil machines that shouldn't be able to fly. Uh, the, the other thing that, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about with Fisk and, uh-huh. and the idea that maybe he's behind this whole plot, making it look like Frank is killing more people. Yeah. Is they, they go directly from this killing scene to, uh, to cutting to right. Fisk eating a steak in his cell. You're right. And I don't know why else you juxtapose those two shots. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless you're trying to connect them. Thematically, that's a good point, because you could have dropped the him saying, oh, tell Mr. Donovan I need his files in between steak bites anywhere. Right. Yeah. So, like, it seems conspicuous that they would put that there. Okay. Good, so, good I, don't, I still don't know to what end, but I'm curious about that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we... I also want to talk about the bookkeeper's kid. That uh, I thought he they, he was really cast well because the guy looks like uh, the guy's son. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like if you told me that those actors were related, I'd totally told it totally buy it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, random one off observation. Yep. There's a really great great scene between Claire and Matt on the roof that we alluded to before, and it seems like that you know uh, she's trying to bring him back down to earth and keep him grounded, and he is refusing. Yeah. And that's pretty much, other than that, in the toxicology report, that's about all in that scene. There is some, um, uh, the fact that I guess Matt can sit up on a roof and listen to Foggy's football game from three floors down. I still, there's a couple things, like, I'm not quite sure how his powers work. Okay. And, like, maybe he has to really focus and meditate to get that kind of thing. Because uh, then he asks her, like, the updates on all the other patients. I'm like, don't you know? 
Like, right. if you can listen to the game, can't you listen and overhear what the nurses and doctors are saying about the other patients and whether they're moving around and whether they're conscious or not? And Yeah. And then, well, like, as you were talking about the focus thing, like, maybe he has to focus on something. Some things just catch his attention, like yeah. police scanners. Sure. Uh, the Punisher's out, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Just kind of snaps him. And then earlier in the season where around. he had to be within line of sight to a window that Electra was taking the meeting in, presumably because he can sense the vibrations on the glass. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, those, those laser microphones that the spies use. Right. Um, I, yeah, they, I, I still haven't seen a blatant, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm always mm-hmm. waiting for a scene where he's clearly at maximum focus and he gets surprised or something like that. And I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But I still, there's a couple head scratchers on how he uses his powers and, and whatnot. Um, anyway, there's also, I like the line about how he feels like the whole, he's responsible for the whole city. And Claire points out what an arrogant statement that is. Cause like, you know, there's nurses, doctors, and cops who give a shit too. And, <laughs> right. but then also, I mean, it seems arrogant, but then, you know, he knows something she doesn't, which is Nobu is coming. And, these cops can't do shit about him. Neither can the nurses or doctors. He's literally I mean, the l- only line of defense against them. But isn't it better to have somebody at your back? Like, I agree. I feel like if he were to tell the cops, look, there's some force out there that's immortal and coming to get us. Like, we all need to do something about this. He'd be on better footing than he is now as a one-man army. But he'd also get more people killed, maybe. And also, I just feel maybe. like in comic book universes, a one of those ninjas could take down a whole SWAT unit if it wanted to. You think so? I think so. Hmm. There'd just be Chinese... Not, not Chinese stars. That's race. It'd be Japanese stars. You'd, be, you'd have shurikens flying in from every direction. The lights would flip okay. off. The cops would be spinning around and, you know, <laughs> Firing smoke into bombs. The air, yeah. And, yeah, it's just... It's, it's Shooting be, each other. It'd just be a bad Essentially, scene. anytime Batman wants to kick 20 guys' ass, that's exactly what would happen. Right. Um, so, yeah, like... Okay. Her telling him, go home and get some sleep rings hollow when he knows that he's the only shot they have of making it through the night. Also, you offer me coffee and then you tell me to go home and get sleep? Yeah, what the What's hell? Wrong with you, what, lady? Do, what do you want to do, lady? <laughs> I thought you were a doctor. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. And he, he, we already talked about the whole, you know, he doesn't need friends because they're a distraction or a danger and he's worried about it. Although I like the symmetry, um, you know, him saying everything I do gets undone and she's like, hey, you're talking to someone who treats the same three crackheads every night. Yeah. Like, yeah, trauma, an ER nurse's experience in a large metropolitan area is probably pretty disheartening as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Punisher rescues Karen from gunfire. Do we want to... I mean, I was pretty convinced it wasn't him, even though they were doing a damn good job of making it look like it was all him. Yeah. I I don't think they have Karen running off on a wild Frank chase, uh, trying to prove his innocence, if it's not... If it is actually him, right? That would be entirely pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they were trying to make some point about how biased the DA is or something, but... Sure. They weren't. Yeah, and I think that's it. I mean, the the final scene where, uh, although I thought that it was a nice touch with Karen's apartment getting hit and you hear the baby crying in the background, like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's really, like, I don't think Frank would do something that, when she says sloppy, I wish they'd emphasized the fact that, like, civilians could have been hurt here. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did that subtextually with the baby crying in the background. Like, goddamn, like, you know, the wrong people could have gotten killed. Truly innocence here. So where the hell is Karen going to live now? 
<laughs> her apartment's been shot up. She Matt's, doesn't have an Matt's office. Matt's second to go floor to. of his apartment that he never uses. <laughs> right. <laughs> his law office. Uh, the abandoned law offices of Nelson and Murdoch. I, they probably don't even own. They probably don't even have a key to that anymore, yeah? The uh, the Eel Whiskey Bar. <laughs> or no, is that Eel Whiskey? What was it? Is Eel. It is some kind of Eel drink. I don't know. Eel liqueur. Yeah. Uh, I guess, like. Are, are her and Frank attached now? Are they going places together? I feel together? like, yeah. The, like, Frank's not going to let her out of sight because he wants to keep... Because... She could go back to the, the journalist I think office. he thinks that she's his best chance to track down the things he needs to to put... To the, 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 the do whatever his mission is. Yeah. So he's going to be attached to her, as you said. Okay. Uh, and then talk about the hand invasion of the hospital and the really creepy Children of the Corn vibe. Uh, which is really helped by the lighting. They got that like doom slash aliens lighting where everything's flickering and dark and um, just, you know, the, the creepy kids staring out the window as these ropes are attached into the building. And that's pretty much the episode. Yeah. Great episode. And I, I can't wait to see what happens next. And a note on that. I forgot to mention this up front, but just reminder, we are going to watch the next three episodes as a block and release them all uh, early next week as a single podcast. As a single podcast, because I think we have decided that that's the way. Uh, in fact, most people, you know, we, we got feedback like, oh, thank God you guys are doing that. Um, I think that mm-hmm. that's going forward. All of our Netflix coverage is going to be like this. Yeah. I mean, so many people write in, look, I watched all the episodes waiting for you guys to catch up or like, I'd really like to watch more episodes, but I want to wait for you guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I just think it not fast better for enough. everybody. Yeah. Even releasing three a week, that's still half the pace of what we were what doing, we were doing with cards, House of Cards. And so. that felt just about perfect. Yeah. To me, anyway. I, I think that's how we're going to do it from now on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, for Netflix stuff. If I do season four of Orange is the New Black, which I think I am, I'm definitely going to do a 333 approach. Yeah. So. Good idea. Anyway, uh, you got that to look forward to, and you also have some feedback. Uh, so Jim and I got our juices flowing when we watched this episode, and we're thinking, oh. uh, I bet there's a way through our podcast that we can pump the listeners full of all these suggestions uh, and, and mental commands, well, like subliminal style. Right. I mean, it's fitting. We're hooking them up through the tubes. Through the so. tubes, and we're pumping them full of shit, and it's time mm-hmm. to harvest. We're going to have an omega word where we, we, we say code <laughs> omega or something, and they all just brainlessly get their wallets out and go to club.ballmove.com and punch in the digits. <laughs> it turns out that shit doesn't work. So we, we're, back tried. To, we're back to re- relying on your goodwill. And, and your enjoyment of our podcast to to carry the day. So if you if you have enjoyed our coverage of Daredevil to this point or any of our other mini podcasts uh, about to get on the Game of Thrones wagon, that's right. Uh, the uh, pr- uh, the preview cast for season six starts next week. Oof, and that's then soon. This next weekend is the, the 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 event that's coming. It's here. I'm 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 intimidated. I'm scared. We're at, we're beyond the books. What's what's happening? The universe is folding into itself. Yeah. If you like that stuff, you can go to club.baldmove.com. You can get ad-free feeds. You can get more content. We got extra bonus content. Um, uh, the, the lunch with Jim and Aaron's on the rocks with Jim and Aaron. Uh, we got uh, quit your pitchins. We got uh, playthroughs of games. Uh, all kinds of stuff um, for as low as a buck a month. Not not too shabby. So um, until we get the uh, podcast brainwashing technique perfected mm-hmm. or until science devises a method to do that, that that's really our, our best shot. Club.ballmove.com. Hope you support us. 
First up, uh, man, how do I pronounce this? Dochi Loam from Don't. the forums. Okay. I loved the scene between Murdoch and Fisk in prison. I loved how Matt played the I'll make sure Vanessa sets foot in the U.S. again card and how we all knew Fisk was going to respond to that. Although I still haven't finished the season yet, I wonder if Fisk is starting to suspect a connection between Murdoch and the Daredevil. We talked a little bit about this briefly. I was surprised that Fisk exploded like he did. Me too. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure what your take on that was. I thought Matt was going to walk out of that room and Fisk was going to plan behind the scenes and get, yeah. be visibly angry, but yeah. not grab him and smash him. Busting and... out of his chains like King Kong and thrashing Matt, yeah. Hulk and Loki style, was not what I was expecting. But he that's how Matt knows he got to him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess his plan I, there's worked. also this little moment where like Charlie Cox tries to get him out of his seat and he like staggers because he's so shooken up about it. I yeah. thought that was really, really great. Um, what about Fisk? Is he making the connection between Murdoch and the Daredevil or is this a foreshadowing of him making that connection? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's made it yet. No, I think this is just I want to I want to destroy this man. And he just now moved up to the top of my list. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, and the other thing that we didn't make explicit is that Karen so far is not on the Kingpin shit list. Uh, okay. Well, are we sure about that? Well, if he, if she was, then, cause I don't, I don't think he found out that he, she murdered his best friend slash associate slash right. consigliere guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, why would he go after the office worker of these two lawyers? I don't know. If he's and, after... and if he did, wouldn't he mention, like, it's Foggy, yeah. P. Nelson, and Matt Murdock, and Karen fucking Page, whatever her middle name is. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on from Chris from Indianapolis said, Mostly a great episode. Probably the best of the last half of the season up to this point. The Fisk-Murdock confrontation was terrific. I was a little on the fence about Fisk at the end of last season. But this reset their dynamic in an interesting way. I'm still not sure if Matt was playing weak by the end or if Fisk really had a solid hold on him. It doesn't make much sense for him to break out his fighting skills there, but I was uh, but I was surprised that he fought back at all. I was totally on board with Matt using Vanessa in the moment as a threat, and then that quickly proved foolish when Fisk reciprocated. Looking forward to how this plays out next season. Uh, well, I think like uh, the pig stabbing through a pig's skull... In The Walking Dead, this is something we're going to have to test, and we're going to have to have you smash me on a table <laughs> several times and then see whether... I don't think I can or... <laughs> quite smash you like a ragdoll that... Like, I, I'm not... I don't know. Uh, you, you'd have to be like a, a... Can we get a seven-year-old, a slightly built seven-year-old in here? <laughs> slightly built? <Yeah. laughs> well, if you want me to wait, do the full kingpin... Wait, wait, wait. Slightly built as in, like, a jacked seven-year-old, or slightly built as in not no, very like well-built? No, willowy. Willowy. Okay. Like a Christopher Robbins type. God. Get him I out mean... of 100-acre woods, have me thrash him on the table. <laughs> it's, for a pod- it's for a podcast, kid. For be science. Famous. You'll be famous. Yeah. Uh, we'll pay you five bucks. Give you. A, we'll buy a bag of popcorn at the next movies. We're just going to turn the show into jackass, aren't we? <laughs> the child abuse edition. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. No, I... I, I my take on it was that Matt tried to fight back. Like, I don't think I, – I, I think that he wanted to at least break free of his grip because you don't want someone yeah. screaming in your fucking face. And smashing you on a table. But I don't think he could. I, I don't – I honestly – I think he would have to go full daredevil to even attempt that. Yeah, I – so what do you make of him going, son of a boxer? Because <laughs> Matt did get a couple good solid licks on him. He gave him that uppercut. Yeah. And and later we see him drinking his wine and touching his lip and going, oh, God, that hurt. Yeah, like, I really? So 
I guess he threw a vicious punch, but not I vicious so. enough. I mean, it definitely blood bloodied his teeth. You could tell right. that the kingpin they were a little wobbly in their sockets. Which yeah. I, that's the other thing I love in these movies: how you can take a bar rebar right to your chiclets, uh-huh. and the pearly whites stay 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 in there. Yep. The only time a hero loses a teeth is if he a tooth is if a teeth. The only time a hero is going to lose a tooth is if he can dramatically spit it out. <laughs> Into a okay. sink or to a shower after he's doing the sluicing blood off his body montage. Yep. Uh, everything. Uh, otherwise, they're just cemented into their skull. Uh, a couple of other problems. The rooftop scene with Claire carried on a little too long, going over ground that's been covered before. It's also a little strange how they suddenly remembered that there was important plot developments halfway through. On the other hand, Rosario Dawson seems to have been given the job of giving bringing these shows down to earth a bit, and I'm always glad when she does. Mm-hmm. I love Rosario Dawson. I did not detect that the scene was a little long. Um, I guess he's right about essentially all the shit that she's saying is maybe a not kinder, gentler because it's not like she was less pointed than Foggy, but maybe a less personally involved. Like I ain't dating you, you're fucking right. you, and you know you're a pain in my ass, so I'm just gonna tell you how it is. But not like foggy where it's a little bit more of a almost like a lover's betrayal thing when he talks to matt yeah it it didn't feel out of place for me either given the the nature of matt's dilemma yeah um because because his that's being constantly refreshed in his mind uh controversial opinion opinion alert uh the electric scene in the hangar is just a hot mess i felt like they cut something in between her meeting the guy at the bar where people are around and then what feels like hours later when we get back to them in the hangar has apparently cleared out and are trying to kill each other. All of it seems right. meant to put her together with the trademark corncob holders. Yes, okay. Though I suppose Someone we also learned that Stick is trying to kill her. Do we? Uh, but, but very Walking Dead in terms of time management. Uh, it, okay, that's fair. But when uh, they came back with a fight in the middle of action. That's so true. I'm assuming she threw him over the bar. People like, ah, you know. <laughs> and bugged out. And, and, then... and, you know, yeah. like okay. That's what happens when people, like, there's two reactions. You form a circle, get your cell phones out, start chanting World Star. <laughs> or you get the fuck out. Right. But, yeah, because I remember when I first saw that, like, where the fuck do people go? And I'm like, well, I guess it's it's a big brawl between people trying to beat the shit out of each other. Okay. The, I think I think the emailer is right that they did cut something out, but it was intentional. Yeah, or it could have just been edited for time. Like, maybe there was a transitional scene where they squared right. off and people got the fuck out of there, but... But I'm with you. The way they came back, they didn't really need it. Yeah. Like, yeah. if yeah, if, if, if she, they'd have gone right to the, you know, uh, from her, like, can't keep a girl waiting to the next beat after, it'd have been yeah. weird, but I was able to hand cannon or head cannon, not hand cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to hand cannon that thing, just bow, Homer Simpson style, just change the channel. Uh Singleton says, okay, so I keep toggling back and forth between loving and being annoyed by this show, and I think I've pinpointed why. At this point, I care way more about the Punisher than anybody else. He's the most engaging character on the show because John Bernthal and his lobes are killing it. He is so fantastic, and I can't wait for his spinoff. I even think the chemistry between Frank and Karen is better than the chemistry they tried to make happen between Karen and Matt. I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset by your opinion, Singleton. Uh, do you agree that that the <laughs> what that that the lackluster Karen and Matt? Okay, first of all, do you think that the Punisher the the chemistry between Frank and Karen is better than Matt and Karen? 
Uh, I think it's different. You put you put you put Frank in the rain with Karen. The the the, the sparks fly. Yeah, no, I, Frank is not a love interest for Karen, uh, or or anyone, or or anyone for he's, that matter. He's, yeah, he's, he's too he's torn up. I've devoid I, of emotion now. Well, I don't know. He's devoid of emotion. He's driven by emotion, but he's devoid of that kind of emotion. <laughs> yeah, he's got shot in the brain syndrome or whatever the yeah. he said. Uh, and. So I no, I don't think that Karen and Frank are going to be a couple at any point. Uh, I do think they do. Have they have on screen chemistry, right? The actors do. Sure, uh, I think they work really well off each other. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like no one ever said John Bernthal wasn't fucking crazy charismatic, right? And yeah. I've I would I would fight a person that said Debran Wool <laughs> is not crazy char- charismatic as well. So, uh-huh. uh, but anyway. Uh, she continues, or they continue. I'm assuming it's a she. That's an unwarranted assumption. I think Karen, or I like Karen as an investigative reporter. It makes her motivations more grounded now that she has some autonomy. And I love Jeffrey Cantor as Ellison. Ah, that's the guy's name. That's the reporter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Karen and Ellison's dialogue seems easy and natural, and I love Ellison's flat humor. Me too. I can't say enough good about this guy and this particular yeah. archetype of character. Like, you know, uh, what's the guy? Uh, who, who's Perry? Hammer. Perry White. Oh. That's the guy in uh, Superman, and then you've got the, uh, isn't it? Then you got Jonah J. Simpson and Spider. It's like the hard bitten, hard boiled, cynical, wise ass newspaper of... editor is right. a classic role, and you can play it a bunch of different ways. It is, it is. Uh, I like the the portrayal here. Yeah, uh, they seem easier natural, and I appreciate Hellis or Ellison's flat humor and all the development with her relationship with Ulrich in the past season has paid off. Debra and Wool as Karen benefits from being in scenes with better actors. I don't know if their good acting makes her seem better or if her own acting is elevated as well. That's a good point because I've only ever seen her in True Blood and that's not exactly an actor's showcase. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Says the man who's not seen seen a single episode. No, fuck no. I I watched that specifically to see Anna Paquin's boobies. (laughs) I got to see them and I shut it off. It's like the first episode. Yeah. But it was terrible. Well, the whole episode a, that's, was that's bullshit. The best season too. So. Really? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's it's a, it's maybe one, two, or three. But surely after that, it turns into a hot mess. Um, <laughs> after that, sure. Wh- whereas any of the scenes between any combination of Karen, Foggy, and Matt are starting to seem painful to me with these other excellent actors compared to when they have scenes together, the dialogue seems cringeworthy, and all the development between Electra and Matt is uninteresting to me. I'm not even that impressed with the scene between Matt and Fisk in prison. What was the point of Matt's going there? What did he gain by getting his head slammed against the table? Why would Fisk agree to meet with him? These motivations aren't clear, so scenes fell flat to me. I disagree. Like, yep. Matt has a, sus- a suspicion that Fisk is involved in letting the Punisher go. As he says, he knows. Yeah, which I, you know, uh, if he's a lawyer or a cop trying to build a case, I'm skeptical. But as a vigilante, that's kind of yeah. what you do. Sure. I know you're involved, and he's we we know he's right, and this is his only lead on getting Castle back to jail. And you know, I don't think he went there to get his head slammed against the table. <laughs> Certainly not. But uh, that's what ended up happening. So why now? Why would Fisk agree to meet with him? I think it's because Fisk's plan is to destroy this man. Right. So don't show any weakness. Like, what has he got to fear? He owns this fucking prison, and it's conspicuous that Fisk starts the conversation. Matt walks in, he sits down, and Fisk is the first person to say anything. So clearly, 
he wanted to meet with this guy to tell him how it is. And he's also doing a bunch of pleasantries, and you know, and, right. which just pisses Matt off. But um, I think he did it to expose weaknesses within Matt. And he also did. A, a nothing to hide sort of thing. I don't know. I don't, yeah. So there, there could be various motivations, but I I think there are plenty of good motivations for all these people to do what they're doing. Maybe there, this is an example of slightly subpar writing, but some of the actors are capable of holding their head above water because of their skill. Um, I think you're on to something there. Like, I think the guy that plays Foggy has got a couple lanes. He's really good, and when he switches into a different lane, he's not so good. Kind of the same way with Rhea's. Like, she was mm. good at being this hard-boiled district attorney. Yeah. Not so good being a grieving, worried parent. Well, that's not the failing of the writers. That's the failing of the actors. Well, but I think also, no, I, I disagree. If you know, if you've cast these people and you know you got to work with, you kind of got to pitch to their strong suits, yeah? Sure. Okay, it's a failure on all parts then. Because yeah. as an actor, if you can't pull off what the writers are giving you, that's also on you. <laughs> well, I blame the writers more than the actors because the actors is a known quantity. It's like you can always go like, you know, um, okay. you, cast, you, you cast Dean Norris as Hank. In Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and, and you're casting him because he's this certain type of guy. You find out he's capable of more, you give him more, and then you, you see where that character takes you. But if you cast someone that maybe is not, like, I think Charlie Cox can do anything. I mean, I've seen him, hmm. like, jerk, you know, jerk tears in uh, Boardwalk Empire and be tough and be a love interest and, and, and all those things. Like, I think he's, and Vincent D'Onfrio, I think, is capable of, like, doing anything they need him to do. This guy that they got playing. Uh, the the editor I've I've already Ellison is that his name Yeah, God damn, I think he's game for just about anything. Um, John Bernthal, I I don't know about Deborah Ann Wool and whoever this guy is playing Foggy. Okay, they need the right combination of direction and dialogue to really shine. Okay, I completely disagree that that had any effect on this episode. Although I think over the course of the season, it's been evident that the writing is a little weak. Um, in spots. I thought her foggy and her talking at the beginning of the episode, waiting for Matt to show up at the DA, that was kind of the same kind of stilted, no chemistry, flat that I've seen. And, and, all, right, and them all kind of talking on... tough into the DA's office with combined with the weird performance of the DA herself was not, you know, it's like fortunately mm-hmm. gunfire broke out and <laughs> shut all that shit down. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. For don't me, know. it hasn't been anything specific like dialogue wise it's more uh what are they doing plot wise like yeah. why aren't these people talking yeah. uh that kind of that that stuff has been a little loose in this season it's really hard to tell with people though because like you know consider natalie portman i don't think anyone would say she's a terrible actress god no but she was a really shitty queen amidala that was the director's fault. And then the writer's right. And they're the same son of a bitch. So, <laughs> right. you know, but then there's other guys like Ewan McGregor, I felt like was able to with this and Harrison uh, Ford. Ewan McGregor barely rises above that dialogue. But with his natural charisma and enthusiasm for the project was able to overcome it. Uh, I mean, he's more like, than anybody else. Uh, He's like the guy who lands in quicksand, doesn't struggle, but still gets sucked under. <laughs> oh, I thought he just maintains a float. No. No, he gets sucked under eventually, but like, there's nothing you can really do. The quicksand's going to get you yeah. if you don't have a rope thrown to you. Yeah. And, and Lucas was not throwing any ropes. But if you've seen any kind of documentary on the making of the original Star Wars, right. you'll, clearly, you'll quickly come to the, the conclusion that if they had cast anyone but Harrison Ford... 
Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill or, oh, yeah. or people who didn't have a natural charisma and interest to them, that that project would have been terrible. Yeah. So could be, I mean, it, it could be that the, the, you know, the vessels are only as good as what you pour into them. Yeah. At some point. Sure. The fact that I have seen foggy and Karen do good work in the, this implies that maybe it's just the writing has gone a little bit haywire. Hmm. It's not quite as tightly plotted. The motivations aren't quite as clear, which means the actors don't know what to do. They don't know how exactly to play it. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's all the feedback we got. If you'd like to send us more, again, we got the, at least one more episode coming up. Uh, and it'll probably be a combination, final three episodes and uh, season wrap-up. Yeah. Unless there's just so much to talk about that uh, we go into another wrap-up episode. Yeah, it does sound like a big episode, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, these. The way they've built this up, these next three episodes sound, I mean, I feel like they're going to be dynamite. I'm yeah. excited. Me too. Um, but send it in to daredevil at baldmove.com. Uh, don't have to worry about episode numbers and titles at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can, there's, there's threads already set up on uh, forums.baldmove.com if you want to get your thoughts in there. There's already a lot. I was looking through my inbox. There's already a lot of thoughts on the season as a whole and the final episode in both the forums and emails. So I think we already got a pretty healthy feedback section but uh yeah not too late to get your thoughts in we'll see you next week